Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. Oh my God, we're back together. We are in person. We have reunited and it feels so good. It is so nice. Yeah. I've had a little more social uh, contact Mm -hmm. and I feel like more human. I am one feels who a little struggles being alone. Even though I'm not alone. I've been around my husband and my child, but not having that that energy around you. Mm-hmm. It's not the same when you connect virtually or just texting. You know, like even a phone call is better than texting sometimes. It's more healing. But there's something about in-person connection that I've always craved. And this um, quarantine has really exemplified that. Yeah. I think, too, it kind of helps to illustrate how our life was before all of this happened and we were so separate even when we were able to be together by being on our phones all the time and nothing wrong with a good, you know, Instagram session, but it's not the same as actually being with people. For me, it's something that I realized, oh, I took this for granted. Took the fact that I didn't necessarily, I, I wanted to be, involved in my digital world not necessarily like oh this is the only option i have at this point Mm -hmm. is to be connected digitally i don't i don't want this you know we always want what we can't have but i agree i'm i'm like captain introvert and i am very good at just everyone's like how are you doing i'm like literally my life hasn't changed (laughs) (laughs) because i'm home i work at home i unless i'm seeing clients in person it's very rare I see you probably mm-hmm. more than any other human other than my husband. And even that was hard. It's like, this sucks. She lives two blocks away and I can't even. Yeah. Before this happened, I was on vacation and then you were on vacation and this happened. So it was like. Over a month. Yeah. It was like seven weeks before we even saw each other. It's crazy. I like dropped off something random. And I was like, it's good to see you. You dropped off cookies. I did. Which were appreciated. They were so good. My famous butter cookies. Yeah. So we have been both, we we cleared ourselves of the corona because I have been working in isolation. She has been in isolation for like three weeks. I'm like, I think we're good. I think and both of us. we're still probably about five, six feet apart right Yeah, we now. are technically social distance, physical distance. Mm-hmm. So don't gripe at us. We're, we're COVID negative over yeah. here. Take, keep comments to yourself about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I did during this time was listen to Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. And it, <sighs> so good. It, we both have been just... I always Gushing. get on these kind of tangents where for a while it's like Brene Brown and I want to do all things Brene Brown. And now Glennon Doyle is just... I don't know. I knew she was amazing, but... But after reading this book or listening to her read it to me, actually, it's just opened my eyes to so many new ideas that I didn't think about before or thought I had ideas on and it's expanded even further. But I came across another article the other day and it was something that I thought, well, this goes perfectly hand in hand with the things that I just learned and and read from Glennon. But I want to talk about putting yourself first. And I want to talk about the things when we decide to put ourselves first, some of the emotions and the feelings that come up around that and the judgment too that comes up around that. 
Because when I say put yourself first, a lot of people might feel a little uncomfortable hearing that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people might have a lot of resistance to that. I can't put myself first. Are you kidding me? I have a job. I, I have kids. I have a husband. I have all of these obligations yeah. and responsibilities. How the hell am I supposed to put myself first? That's funny, Jenna. Go fuck right off. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice <laughs> to put yourself first. <laughs> and I would say to you, if that's the feeling you're having, then you probably need to put yourself first more than anybody else that's listening. If you have those feelings and that attitude toward putting yourself first, then I would challenge you to go inside and and figure out why is it that you're feeling resistant to that Mm -hmm. or why is it that you feel like that's a selfish move to put yourself first and I want to start by saying you know a lot of times we end up feeling depleted or we feel very resentful or spicy when we've been really emptying the tank for other people and I know I know exactly who Jenna becomes when I've emptied the tank for other people. And I do this a lot. I think a lot of us do this where we're constantly people-pleasing or we're doing things that require are required of us, like at our job or as a parent or as a spouse. And then it feels like we get sloppy seconds of ourselves. And then mm-hmm. you know what happens? We get really shitty in our attitude, in our actions, how we treat ourselves, how we treat others. And I want to challenge you to stop and think, what are my beliefs right now about putting myself first? What are your beliefs about putting yourself first? You were telling me a little bit about this a second ago. I believe it's one of the most important things. And I don't necessarily have a hard time doing that because I know what that means for me. And putting myself first means um, allowing the time I need to... um, do the things that make me feel good, whether it's just spending time alone, spending time outdoors, taking care of my health, working out, those kinds of things. Um, But there comes a point where I feel like sometimes I'd like to put myself first and I vocalize that and then I feel judgment from others Mm -hmm. because I'm a mom. And not that I don't love being a mother, but I'm like, I just need time away. And some mothers really resonated with like, yeah, me too. You know, but some people are like, you know, it's the greatest gift to be a mom. Why don't you want to be home all the time? You know, and, and there's questions. And I feel like those questions come with judgment. And then I start to feel guilty that for putting myself first. Well, maybe there is something wrong with me. Why, why don't I want to stay at home all the time and dote over my child and husband every minute? And I just don't have that in me. And I think I learned, maybe it's part of the only child in me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Where I've really been self-sufficient and self-reliant. I know that it's important to take care of yourself in order to be successful and achieve what you want and feel fulfilled. Um, I know what that feels like. And so, and maybe people have felt that and they may not know exactly what that is. Or maybe they just haven't felt that in so long they forgot what it feels like. I think one of the things one of the reasons that we feel this way is because of culturally as a society, we place a lot of importance on parenting. And I think our generation in particular, the memo, like what Glennon Doyle says in the book Untamed, the memo that we got for parenting our kids is to do, be, have, do like everything for that child. Yeah. 
you have to be that child's brain, physical security, mental, emotional, everything. Mm -hmm. And no wonder why you're exhausted as a parent because you got the memo that you need to be everything to this other human that you forgot about that memo. That is true. And I think, too, we have memos about what it's like to be a good wife, what it's like to be about, you know, a good employee, employee, all of those things. And it's like, okay, if this is what we've been told is good, can we challenge that thinking? And why is it that taking care of yourself is not considered good? Mm-hmm. I know when I take care of myself, when I stop and go, you know what I need? I know y'all need. You need, you need, you need, you need, you need. But you know what I need? Just to be able to fill my cup, to be able to do what makes my soul feel content in the moment. And I come back, when I come back to whatever it is, my job, my husband, I don't have kids, so my dogs, I don't know, my friendships, I feel like I can contribute on a completely different level. Mm -hmm. Because I have been able to, for me, a lot of it is, shutting off and blowing off steam, whether that means I'm exercising or I'm meditating or whatever fills my cup in that moment, whatever I'm needing then, so that I can not have to sit there and think about the things that are nagging me constantly so that I can be present in those relationships. I just saw a meme the other day that was like, being an adult is stupid because it never stops. Even when you relax, you feel guilty for relaxing because there's a bajillion other things that are left undone. Mm -hmm. And if you look at things with that lens, you are never going to feel like you can actually put yourself first because, well, duh, there's always something to do. You could organize that closet. Remember that closet that Monica Geller had that nobody knew what it was and then she locked it? (laughs) Like, we all have one of those closets. We could all be really fucked over if we don't, you know, and so... I think to understanding how you feel and really connecting with that feeling after you have had time to yourself to whatever whatever you need to do to make yourself feel full again, connect with that feeling when you do because you'll be able to go back to that and go, I need this so that I can be better. And you shouldn't do it so that you are better for everybody else. You should do it so that you're better to you. The best version of you for you. Not for everybody else. And not what anyone else thinks you should be doing. And I think that's when you when you tap in, you think about what do I need? That's when you have to have more of a bird's eye view looking down on yourself and saying, what does Lindsay need? What does Jenna need? Who, what do you need? Not what, what do I think my husband thinks I need or my friends think I need, my mother thinks I need. Because we, and I just had a conversation with my husband about this this morning that we have been our society drives us like to think there's certain expectations just like we were given a memo for parenting there's a memo for everything but the expectation is so ingrained in us that we can we just think oh well i I should be doing this this is what i should be doing to be more whole to feel more present and you may have heard a message but it doesn't resonate with you so what does resonate with you what feels good to you and having to separate what really you want, which could be uncomfortable versus what other people have told you you want or what you think you want because of what others may have even. Yeah, your programming. Yeah, like really separating them and putting them in those buckets and then, or planting them. We'll say we're going to plant them and nurturing them so they grow. That takes time too. Yeah. And it takes a different level of discovery. Mm Mm-hmm what it comes down to is 
it's unlearning those things that we've don't even realize we've been taught. And it's not that we've even been taught. We've been trained through no fault of anyone else's. It's just the way that things are. We have to unlearn those memos and those things that we've been trained to just believe without questioning. Like in order to be a good mother, fill in the blank. That's probably something that was trained in you by something else that wasn't your original thought. I don't think that a lot of the things that we do were ever our original thought. And so one of the things, if I pull back to putting yourself first, what does it mean to really think for yourself? What does it really mean to stop and go, what do, what do I want? What does make me happy? If I, if, and if I say, well, you know, I really like getting my nails done. I'm just going to use that as an example. I love getting my nails done, so I'm not shitting on it at all. But who said that that was what you, you know, is that your original idea? Or was that a fun thing that you like to do back when you were a kid because you and your mom did it together and it gives you good, feel-good memories? Is it something you were taught and trained to like? Mm -hmm. Or is it something that you do because you genuinely want to do it? I like the aftermath of having my nails done, but now that I haven't in quarantine been able to go get them done, I'm like, you know what I really like? Not having to sit there for two hours while somebody does my fucking nails. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like these things that we've just, decided that oh yeah I do like that like is that really what you is that really because for me I'm like god that was really stressful to find two hours every two weeks to go do that yeah and I'm like and if that's something you like to do again I'm not shitting on it but I would challenge you to think about these things that you do where did it come from yeah what is the root of it and is that the truth for you and if it is great you're head of the game but if it isn't Are there things that you could do or discover about yourself that could fill your cup just because you deserve it? Because as a living, breathing human being, you're here. I believe every person has been put on this earth to contribute something. And that doesn't necessarily mean outwardly to other people. I think you're here to be able to fulfill yourself too. How unfulfilling to live a life for other people all the time. No wonder why we feel exhausted mm-hmm. and depleted. Because we're not really taking the time to ask ourselves, what is it that we want? And I'm not saying you should ask this from a sense of, or a place of entitlement. Because I have a really hard time with that too. Just because when we talk about things from a self from our own perspective, it's easy to blur the line between what's good for us and what makes us entitled assholes. Like I'm having a really hard time right now with people who feel like their rights are taken away and I'm just going to say it and you can decide to never listen to this podcast again because of this coronavirus. And it's like, what is it that you doing good for other people and the greater good for humanity is hurting you right now? Think about it from a sense of not entitlement and I deserve this, but what do you really deserve as a human soul on this planet? You deserve contentment. You deserve fulfillment. You deserve all of those things. And guess what? Love and connection. And And you deserve all of that in the context like we all can do hard things at the same fucking time. It is not easy to find yourself within this body of what you've been told to believe about yourself and all of the things in the world. It's hard. It's really fucking hard and it's hard to 
take the time to do the exploration and have the self-awareness to understand what you need. Yeah. And even if you know what you need, and maybe it's not a challenge for you. Maybe you're like, I know exactly what I want. And if you're not getting it, then there's there's the other hurdle. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not... It, it's like the the G.I. Joe metaphor. Like after G.I. Joe, he would say, you know, half the battle is knowing or knowing is half the battle. But knowing knowing isn't. It's the action. Yeah. You can know something already, but it's taking the intentional action to do it. Yeah. Well, and I love that because we've got our action taker here. Lindsay, she's going to come in with the whole doing thing. So once you do have the knowing and you understand and you've done the exploration, and you've done the deep dive, I think the things that the bases that you need to cover when it comes to self-care is your emotional, physical, and mental. You have three different facets of your life that I think when you look at how to take care of yourself and your soul and what fills you up, think about those three things physically, emotionally, mentally. And we talk about obvious things with physical, how to take care of yourself physically. That is going to look different for everybody. Some people really like to exercise. Some people really like to rest or stretch or whatever. Um, Physical also has to do with what are you putting into your body? Mm -hmm. Mental and emotional. What are you putting into your brain? You know, are you scrolling social media? I had to stop because it was starting to make me feel terrible. And that happens every once in a while, but even more right now with everything that's going on. Yeah. Because I'm like, this makes me feel so gross. You know why? Because it's like they're telling me what to feel. Oh, I should feel really anxious right now because this, that, and the other thing. Oh, I should feel really pissed off right now because, oh, they're rioting. Oh, I should feel really like grateful right now because I've never had this much time ever. (laughs) And you're never going to have this much time ever again. Oh my God, now I feel anxious again. (laughs) (laughs) And now I feel guilty for not feeling grateful. Yeah, fuck. I can't. I can't win. So take the toxic things that you're putting into your brain, which includes other people's expectations and judgments. At the end of the day, your life is yours to live. And I just want to challenge you to do what makes your soul feel good and challenge the way that you've been taught to always put others first or to put other things before yourself. Yeah. And and you really have to get specific with what that is. We can think about it. We can look at it, but we really need to define it and visualize it. You know, there's all kinds of ways you can kind of try to manifest and and discover what this means for you. And I think really defining it, getting it, getting very clear, writing it down on paper, getting everything out of your head and onto paper is like one step. Yeah. And then visualizing it. I do an exercise with clients and it's your ideal life. Like you, you describe your ideal life and it's everywhere from where you live, what your relationships look like, what you're doing for work, what are you doing in your free time? What's the scenery when you look out your window? You know, what is your environment like? Mm -hmm. Very, very specific. And not necessarily do you have to do that now, but what does it look like as far as treating yourself better and filling up your cup and giving yourself the self-love that we all deserve so you can then show up for the people who mean the most for you. Mm-hmm. So really defining it and then being able to visualize it and defining that. And I think sharing kind of what your goals are with your spouse, you know, with your kids, if they're old enough. So kind of people know what the expectation is too. So when you start to shift, it's not 
foreign, right? It's expected yeah, and they can help support you. They're not they've like, been what's going on in. with mom right now? <laughs> they've been looped into the whole transformation. Did she just drink some Kool-Aid last night and yeah, like she's going happened? into a different universe because now she's meditating. Like what is happening? Yeah. But just sharing it because when you share it too, when you share a goal, you're 40% more likely to even accomplish it. So see how that grows because as the more action you take towards it the more you can start to pivot and understand wow this does really feel good and maybe this this doesn't feel as good as i thought but maybe if i try this and you become your own advocate you become your own kind of experiment right and exploring what all this means to you it definitely helps when you have the buy-in of those around you absolutely so communicating the needs that you have for yourself and maybe the experiment that you're going to embark upon to actually find what it is that makes you feel full is a great idea. For example, this kind of happened to me eh, it was a year ago, year and a half ago. I decided I'm going to do the woo-wooest thing I've ever done and learn transcendental meditation. And I'm like, Jake is going to completely think I've lost every last marble that was ever in my brain and I was like so I'm gonna do this thing and he's like okay um what is it and I'm like just it's not a big deal I just need you to know that I'm gonna go learn this meditation technique I'm gonna be gone you know for three days a few hours each at each point and then I'm gonna actually try to do a meditation practice and it's gonna be twice a day 20 minutes each session he's like okay And I know he didn't understand it. And I know he's probably thinking, oh my God, who did I marry? This person, she's like completely going off the deep end. Next thing I know, she's going to move to Sedona and start like telling (laughs) fortunes for people. Because Jake's a very practical guy. He's a very practical guy. And this kind of shit is like not his thing at all. And it will be later. If Joe Rogan tells him to do it, he'll probably try it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so I started doing this thing and, and it was honestly... The reason I'm telling this story is because there's a couple of things. Number one, I had to communicate like what Lindsay's saying with my spouse about what I was going to try to do for myself to try to discover something that could fill my cup and return me to myself. And then, you know, doing it, you know, having the time in your day to do it. And then when you get back, dealing with not only do I have to do do this thing and I discovered I love this thing, I have to find the time to do this thing and be committed to it. Mm -hmm. But... I have to think about the judgment that I'm getting every time I go into that room from my spouse. He's like, all right, you're going <laughs> to like, if I open the door, is she going to be floating cross-legged in the air? You know, all the judgments <laughs> that go with that, right? Like, what does he think of me for doing this thing? He probably thinks I'm crazy. And the reason I bring that part up is because I want to end on that. The expectations of others and what do they think of me if I do things for me like with you Lindsay where you're like I I feel like I shouldn't shouldn't the should and should not I call it a case of the shoulds because you should all over yourself yeah you should all over yourself and others actually too and like I would say it's not easy and it's definitely something that you have to learn and put into practice over and over again making your needs and thoughts come first before the judgment and expectations of other people we have expectations from our jobs, from our kids, from our spouses that, yes, those aren't ever going to go away. And 
you're never going to be like, oh, well, you know what? Your expectations don't matter and I am number one. Like you're not going to be like that, but you are going to hopefully go, okay, I can meet all of these needs, but I also want to meet, I don't want you to forget about yourself because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have. I have. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. And I, like I said, I become, if you are, it's like when I get hangry, like I haven't eaten and all of a sudden a switch turns on and I'm a complete bear. Oh, (laughs) that's a nice way to put it. (laughs) But it's the same way if I neglect myself for too long. But there are some people out there who are chronic neglectors of their own self and their own happiness. I don't like the word happiness, contentment. Yeah. I think that's, I think that happens a lot for many people. And then when that does happen, we, we talk ourselves out of it. Like that was irrational, you know, get your shit together, calm down. Everything's fine. And we preach gratitude a lot. And I'm like, cause I do this and this is why I'm sharing this. I'll forget about myself or some of my needs. And then I get like, I need, I need a whole week away. I need a fucking hotel room by myself. I am over this. And I'm like, it's like one extreme to another when really I just need to go the fuck outside for an hour or just ask to leave and go do something else or meet with a friend. Like it could, it could be so easily remedied, but it goes on for so long. And I start to think about it so much that it explodes in my mind. Yeah. And then I'll say all those things. And then Kyle's like, Oh my God, my wife's about to have a mental breakdown. Okay. And then he's like, we have so much and you know, we have such a great life and be grateful. And then I, then I start to feel guilty for thinking those things. And then I'm like, what do I say? I'm like, snap yourself back into reality, get your shit together. And then I like withdraw from it when I know it's there, but I just don't tend to it enough to where it's healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, it's like on CPR. So at then that it's point. just like you're like, fucking whiplash yeah. where I'm like, I need time away. Then it's like, wait, put yourself back in the box, Lindsay, get, you know, who yeah. do you think you are? Calm down. And that doesn't feel good either. Nope. And then I resist the fuck out of it. Because <laughs> I am a rebel. <laughs> I like to rebel against everything. But that's what that could look like for some people too, where if you do wait too long, you can explode and it's out of your character. And then you're like, well, that didn't feel good either. Well, no, of course not. So that's why tending to it and really understanding to it and and feeding it and growing it, just, you know, like you're planting a little seed there and nurturing it is a much healthier way. And you just show up better. I would even challenge that it's not even about how you're showing up for other people. When you feel good in your own skin and you feel like you have done something that makes you feel amazing, you're just a different human. Absolutely. You can contribute more and not that that's the goal. And I I hate that. I'm so sick and tired of the hustle-ass culture that we have. You're not doing this. I want to challenge you to think you're not doing this for the end result of being able to hustle harder or be a better fill-in-the-blank. You're, you're perfect just how you are. And you're going to feel better if you realize that and you take some time for yourself to put yourself first. It's okay. And I especially want the moms to hear that. We appreciate that message. The last thing I want to tell the moms is more is caught than taught. You are teaching your kids by not putting yourself first sometimes 
that it is okay for them to not put themselves first. Absolutely. Do you want that for your child? Do you want your child to run ragged and think that the only value that they have on this earth is by pleasing and satisfying the needs of others first all the time? I hope you said no. Because their value is so much more than that and so is yours. You have so much more to contribute on a soul level and a spiritual level just in your life in general that you should definitely think about, you know, we all, again, those responsibilities and expectations are never going to go away. And there's going to be so many times where we always have to put the needs, wants, feelings, responsibilities put upon us by other things first. We're going to have to. However, that doesn't mean that we always have to. There's a gray area here. Mm-hmm. We need to live in the gray more than we do the black and the white. It's not all or nothing. Absolutely. So be a good example to your babies. Be a good example to your spouses and take care of you. And let everyone know it's okay to do that. Share it. You can be a better human because be the example. you did. Mm-hmm. And that is my soapbox for today. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for listening. (laughs) But we want to hear from you. If you liked this, share it on social media and tag us at tagist underscore podcast on Insta. And come join us in the VIP Facebook group. We've been doing some stuff in there lately. Don't forget to leave us a review and a five star because we want to continue to impact others. And that helps us get seen. So between now and when we hear, when you hear us next week, I want you to stop and think about what it is that you can do to put yourself first. And then how can you communicate that to those around you so you get their buy-in? And then how can you actually start applying that? Even if it's once every couple weeks. You're perfect. Start small, baby steps. And it, it's okay if it means going to do your nails too, by the way. I'm all right with that. It's all okay. There's no right or wrong way to do this. Yeah. So, all right. Until next time, take care of yourself and we will catch you in the Facebook group. Bye. Bye. The Art of Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. Tag us on Instagram at tagist underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide, five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagist.com slash kick more ass. Remember, your life only gets better when you decide to grow, and it's never too late to get your shit together.